0: listening to the MOG channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is emoji MOG channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at the book of Romans, alright, Romans chapter 1 and if you look at the way Romans begins, I mean, many of the New Testament epistles begin like this. So, like Romans 1, Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, Someone can just zone out and say, be, be, be. let's get to the meat of the stuff. But these are greetings, actually. Most of the epistles begin with these greetings. And uh, you really have to realize that nothing written in these letters is coincidental nothing written in these letters is just written for writing's sake. No, actually, even in the letters, there are a lot of... It. Or, sorry, even in the greetings, there are so many instructions that actually help believers. But that's not our topic for today, so I'm not going to go into, like, the different... Uh, maybe one of these I'll do that. I'll just go... You'll see Corinthians, Colossians, Ephesians, uh, Titus, and, you know, Timothy. You'll see all the greetings and how instructive there but well this is a line by line exposition as usual which is as i would always say my favorite way of teaching all right so we're just going to dive in and that reason why line by line exposition is so good is because if you think about it that's actually how you read your bible whenever you study your bible what are you studying it for you're studying to learn right and you're learning because somebody's explaining something Right. If they were not explaining something to you, you're not learning anything. Are you seeing that? It's just like a textbook. A textbook is supposed to. It's not just to give information. A good textbook is also teaching you. So, by studying the textbook, studying the text, you are learning because you are being taught. It's things are supposed to be broken down to you to make it easy. That's the purpose of a textbook. Scriptures are similar, right? So, the epistles, for example, are actually letters of teaching. Their explanations. Many times, Paul wrote these to certain churches, right, to explain certain things to them. For example, in Corinth, right, the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 7, you see, it begins with saying, as concerning what was written to me, it is good for a man not to touch a, touch a woman. In other words, they wrote to him, asking is it maybe asking is it good for is it okay if we just sleep around sleep with each other and he replied no it is not good for a man who is not married to have sex or sexual contact with a woman who is not married are you seeing that so he was replying their questions he was giving instructions he was teaching for example if he gave an instruction he would also explain why he gave the instruction right so very very instructive that's why we read text line by line to get the explanation and i like doing this because that's how you read your bible if you can follow through with what i'm explaining when you look at your bible it should be much easier for you to understand it i've said before that the key or something that unlocked the scriptures for me was when i realized i could study it. i didn't need any special in quote Rema. i didn't need to, to open my eyes you know some special anointing I realized I could just read the Bible. If you think of, it, of a God, that's why it's written. It's written for our learning, for anyone to pick up and read. That's the whole idea. <laughs> that's the whole idea. So Romans 1, verse 1. Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ. Okay? Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ. Or the book of, um, sorry, the King James would say, Paul is servant of Jesus Christ. Just straight up. Paul is servant of what? Of who? Jesus Christ. Just Now, why does he say that? Think about it. Why does he call himself a servant of Jesus Christ? Well, if he's a servant, it means Christ is the master. We've explained in previous episodes that Christ is actually our Lord. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you confess to your mouth the Lord Jesus, that is his lordship. Are you seeing that? In other words, he's not a savior. He's master. So, when he says... That he says he's a born servant. In other words, I am a slave. I am a servant. I am one who takes instructions from a master. I am one who lives to please my master. I have no other reason for living except to please my master. Are you seeing that? Which is actually the destiny of every believer, whether you want it or not. Being born again, when you said, "Lord, come into my life," I accept you as my what? You didn't just say my personal. You said my Lord and Savior. Even if you didn't say, that's what salvation requires. It requires that he is your Lord. You can't skip it. He is Lord. If you don't be Lord of, of your life, then save yourself. <laughs> that's how it works. Save yourself, right? Because he is God. He is already Lord. But we affirm his Lordship in our lives by our confession. By the indwelling of his spirit, it cements and seals his Lordship over us. All right? So it says, a servant of Jesus Christ called an apostle. Now, you see if you're looking in your own Bible which you should be, you see that there's the italics or italicized words to be. Now, it's in italics because it was added. It is not an original text. It was added by translators to in an attempt to ease like or make more sense of a sentence. So, Paul the apostle of Jesus Christ Called an apostle, they're like, What is that? So they put call to be, but actually, it is not supposed to be there, right? Sometimes they help, sometimes they don't. So you can feel free to remove them to get a better understanding of the text. So it's actually Paul called an apostle, he wasn't called to be. Maybe when he was not born again, he was called to be, but as he was born again and received the call of an apostle, right? He was called an apostle. So it's a separated to the gospel of God. Are you seeing that? So he is called to be an apostle also what separated him to the gospel of God which actually is what, you know, apostleship or being an apostle one they would look at that but being an apostle just just means a sent one. An apostle is like a missionary that is sent forth to actually plant churches. They go from place to place. They plant the church, establish a work, and move on. That's what an apostle is. And not every believer is called to be an apostle. However, every believer is called to go into all the world and what preach the gospel you seen that. So it says, separated to the gospel of God, right? And that's also part of what it means. So you're born servant. You're separated to the gospel of God. You're consecrated. You are, you are holy unto it. it. Now says, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. You see, you don't just read past this, which he was promised. In other words, the gospel that he is preaching, the gospel that he's serving God through, right oh i even forgot something it calls me born servant right separated to the gospel of god it tells you that the way you're a born servant or a servant of god you're a servant of god in the gospel how do you serve god you serve god in what the gospel the gospel is the way you serve you cannot serve god outside the gospel because some people try to choose the way they will serve god they say no no me i'll just drum in church, oh, me i'll just sing in choir and that's it i've i've tried right oh i'll just give my money i don't have to go and preach the gospel i'll just give my money but you are seeing clearly from here that for you to be a servant of jesus christ you must serve in the gospel are you seeing that i explained that in second corinthians 5 also where he says in verse 15 he died for us that they who live should henceforth no longer live for themselves before him who died and rose again then the next is all things of god who has reconciled us to himself you understand and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation right I'll be that God was in Christ, reconciling the was Himself, not imputing our trespasses, and has given to us the words, the message of reconciliation. In other words, in verse fifteen, the way that we actually, you know, live for Him is to live for the gospel. Simple. So you see that the, the scriptures are one, or the scriptures is one, whichever one. But it's saying the very or exact same thing, the exact same thing. All right. Now he says, so which you promised before through his prophets in holy scriptures all right so he promised before who are prophets prophets are spokespersons they speak on behalf to to be a prophet is to speak on behalf of another right in fact there's a place where in the book of exodus where you see moses has aaron right as his spokesperson and so god tells Moses that aaron will be your prophet i've made aaron a prophet in other words i've made him your spokesperson to speak on behalf of another that's a that's a prophet but a prophet in this sense is one who speaks on behalf of God. So the Bible says that God promised, right? God promised before through His prophets. Because God promised, who heard God when He said it? Nobody. How do we know that God said it? He said it through His what? Prophets. Prophets would have been proven over time in the way they, they, or the manner in which they had God and declared His word. In fact, in the Old Testament. Moses said it like this, that the way you know a false prophet is that his word does not come to pass. And if that's the case, then stone the prophet. <laughs> Are you seeing that? So being a prophet was something that you, you were tested and tried and proven in. For example, look at the little Samuel, right, right? Samuel became a prophet. But before he became a prophet, remember, he was lying down in the you know, tabernacle and uh, God came and spoke to him. And you know, he ran to Eli, said "Was that Eli mentored him to hear God. And that's how he grew. He grew as a prophet. He heard the voice of God. So from these prophets, he says that God promised through his prophets. In other words, it's not a guessing game. It is through his prophets, through his spokespersons. People were known as his spokespersons. For example, the Bible calls Abraham a prophet. Bible calls David a prophet. These are men that spoke on behalf of God, they spoke the mysteries of God, they spoke the oracles of God. Okay, so it says concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord. So look at this, it tells us that they didn't just speak, they spoke concerning who the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that? They spoke, so he promised the gospel right through his prophets in the holy scriptures so i think another thing i have to add there is that his prophets spoke and what they said was documented part of that is what we call the holy scriptures moses for example was a prophet and the things moses said concerning the gospel were documented you'll find them in genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy right you actually find the gospel littered in all those books look at all the books of the old testament you'll find the gospel littered in those books you get story like jeremiah jeremiah was a prophet you know spoke concerning the gospel isaiah right the psalms is a prophetic book by david and all that stuff but the major thing they spoke about was who jesus christ okay or his coming as Jesus said, is in Luke twenty-four verse five. He said, Oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have what spoken! Ought not the Christ to have what suffered these things and entered His glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He explained to them in all the Scriptures the things concerning what Himself." So the prophets spoke about Christ, His death, His you know His coming, His death, burial, and resurrection. I seen that they also spoke about the church. So He says. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So you don't just pass that. What does that mean? He was born of what? The seed of David. The seed there would, you know, the idea of seed would be, uh, of course, you plant it in a granite grows. But seed, for example, said just not Jesus, sorry, but it's still Christ anyway. But God said to the serpent or the woman said, it says he told the serpent, he spoke. He said, You know, the woman will the seed of the woman will bruise your head and you'll bruise his heel, right? The seed of the woman, now that was what does that mean? The seed of the woman that means one that would come out of the woman, one of her descendants. Are you seeing that? One of her descendants, the seed of the woman, right? So, when he says the seed of david he's talking about one that will be born of david or born in david's lineage i've seen that god actually promises to david when he told him said that they will always have a man on the throne you know you always have a man on the throne it was a promise he kept to him you get and there are some other things he said but the idea was that there was going to be this man that will sit on the throne of david in fact we see that if you read the book of acts chapter 2 you're going to see that promise there that he will sit on the throne of david his father forever never and never and he will rule forever you get so in other words even the throne of David was symbolic (laughs) can you see that when you read the Bible you have to it's a it's not something just. it takes time it takes study right yeah so you see that line of thought so when he says of the seed of David what's he saying he's saying that there's one that would come that's why we call Jesus son of David because the Messiah is supposed to be to come from the lineage of David and we see that Mary and Joseph both of them actually came from the lineage of David they were descendants of David so, Jesus ticked that box. He was a descendant of David. Are you seeing that? Okay. So, he says, declared, okay, the seed of David according to the flesh. He says, and declared to be the son of God with what power? Are you seeing that? Again, to be is in italics. What? Not bad. Even the word and declared, and in, in it is italics. So, you could actually read it. Who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh declared declared the son of God with what power? Anyway, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So how was it declared to the son of God with power? Right, by the resurrection of the dead because the resurrection of the dead was, this, was the greatest display of God's power, even greater than creation. <laughs> now, I've always said that the difference between resurrection from the resurrection of Christ that we are all shouting, you know, that resurrection had caused Christianity to spark a fire across the entire world and someone like Lazarus who was raised from the dead What's the difference? I mean both of them were raised with life. So what's the big deal? Can big deal. Actually Lazarus was raised from the dead and Lazarus still what died. You see? But Jesus' resurrection was what once and for all. After he died and rose again, he rose again to never die. In other words, he put death behind him. He conquered it. He dealt with it. Death cannot hold him down again. That's the difference. That's why I shout him because the guy he just never went to heaven see this he would still be on earth today like we see, oh my God look at that guy he has not died this is 2000 years plus he has not died he's actually alive physically has a body he's not a spirit he told the apostles when he rose from the dead said touch me I'm not a spirit I'm flesh and bone I have a body are you seeing that? yes I'm a man I'm still a man but I'm God And he rose up. So even in heaven, he still has a physical body. Glory to God. And that's the same resurrection body that we are going to have when he returns. And imagine if he can be sustained without being in this physical plane or physical realm. That body is going to be glorious. It's going to be awesome. It means that body doesn't even need food. doesn't need to eat. won't grow tired or weary. It's just a glorious body. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you seeing that? So it says... Verse 5, through him we have received grace. In other words, by his resurrection from the dead, we have received what grace and what apostleship. Okay? For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Okay? For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Okay? We do that for him. He says, verse 6, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. So, among all the nations, you are the call of Jesus Christ because you have received the gospel. Are you seeing that? And we're going to end at verse 7. It says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Now, this is, you see, to be again here is in italics. So, it's supposed to be to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called saints. What does a saint mean? A saint actually means someone who is blameless, someone who is holy, someone who has no sin. (laughs) Wow. That's what he calls us. So a saint is not an old person who died and they decided to make the person a saint. No, a saint is us. As we are born again, we are saints. We are washing his blood. Are you seeing that? Our sins are forgiven. So we are spotless before the Lord. Are you seeing that? So you are a saint and I'm a saint. And also he calls us beloved of God. Do you know God loves you? You are his beloved. That's the truth. You see, these are things that you stop and you pause and you say, wow, wow, I am God's beloved. Wow, wow. It says, grace to you and peace from God our Father. So look at this. Grace to you and what's peace? From who? God our Father. These are not things he's just saying anyhow. From God our Father. God is our daddy. God is Popsy, Right? And the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's our father, and he's our Lord in the person of Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that? That is awesome. That's just awesome. And this is just verse 7, right? We've not even scratched Romans chapter 1. I'll continue in the next episode, all right? But I hope, I believe you were edified by this exposition. So why don't you also get into the Word of God and just expose it. Just read through and pay attention to the details. That's the key, the details, All right, guys, that's it. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essen, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast. Then you can give to 0106207685. I'll say that again 0106207685 GT Bank. God bless you.